Dear listener, welcome to your favorite New Life program. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Msavi Mtesh is on standby with the health segment today. She'll talk about blood clots. Thereafter, Sister Becky Orunga will be joining us during the Bible segment to talk about the good warfare. But first, let us listen to Ziwani Church Choir with the song Nicodemasi. Yesu anakuleta wendo kuyangu, 
Welcome back, dear listener. It is now time for the health segment. Join me as I invite Msavium Teshi. Hello, listener. Welcome to our program, Health Nuggets. Our topic is thrombophlebitis or blood clots. Blood clots in our bodies form as a defense mechanism against the complications of a damaged blood vessel. The clot is intended to seal the damaged vessel to prevent excessive bleeding. Today, I want to specifically consider blood clots that form in the veins of our legs and the serious problems they can cause. The clotted vein can either be located just under the skin or deep within a leg muscle. If it forms just under the skin, it is not dangerous even though you will feel some pain and see redness and swelling in the area. A clot that forms in a vein deep in your leg, however, a so-called deep vein blood clot, is dangerous and may even be life-threatening. A recent study looked at people who developed a painful deep vein blood clot and found that 3% of these people died within one month. Another study looked at patients who had been hospitalized for 21 days. None had any symptoms, but when tested, 14% had developed blood clots in their veins. And of those who had formed a deep vein blood clot high in their thigh, 13% died of complications within three months. It is because deep vein blood clots are dangerous that I want to talk about them and what you can do to protect against having them form. If a deep vein blood clot has formed in your leg, your leg usually will feel tender. It will become especially painful when you stand or try to walk. Also, your leg may become swollen and you may develop a fever. 
It is unfortunate that on rare occasions, a blood clot will cause no symptoms at all because one possible complication of a deep vein blood clot is that it carries a significant risk of the clot breaking free and lodging in your lungs blocking a major blood vessels. This is called pulmonary embolism and it can be fatal. Other complications occur because of the anatomy of our veins. Our deep veins were created with one-way valves designed to keep the blood flowing towards our heart and to prevent blood from flowing back and collecting in our lungs or legs due to the effects of gravity. Clots that form in these deep veins cause inflammation in the vein and the inflammation damages the valves. Then the valves won't work properly. Blood will collect and the veins will balloon, forming what is known as varicose veins. Also, pressure in the damaged veins can become so great that the leg swells. In some cases, skin ulcers will even form. Blood clot can form from any condition that slows blood flowing through the vein. They can form because of a direct injury to a vein. You may have injured it by trauma such as bruising your leg in a fall or by being struck by stray debris at work. The injury causes inflammation of the vein and the inflammation causes the vein to narrow, slowing blood flow. The slowing allows a clot to form. Your risk increases if you are confined to bed for a prolonged time or if you've had a stroke that has caused your legs to be paralyzed. Pregnancy and being overweight can increase your risk because it increases pressure on the veins of your pelvis and legs. Even sitting for hours at a time can cause blood to clot, so your risk increases if you travel on a long trip by car or fly in an aeroplane. To diagnose a blood clot in the deep leg veins of your leg, Your doctor can use an ultrasound machine to send sound waves through your body. These sound waves are reflected back as images on a video screen and they will demonstrate a clot. Evidence for blood clots can also be found in a simple blood test, even through blood testing, will not identify the location of the clot. Clots formed in a vein just under your skin do not require hospitalization. Your doctor may recommend using a warm washcloth to apply heat to the painful area several times a day. And you can expect improvement in the symptoms within a week or two. Medicines that you can buy without a prescription can decrease the inflammation and pain. For deep vein clots, you need much more intensive therapy. You will need to continuously wear support stockings prescribed by your doctor to help prevent swelling. Support stockings help the valves damaged by the clot function more efficiently. You will need to elevate your leg if it is swollen. You will need a blood thinning medicine given by shots to prevent the clot from enlarging and a different blood thinning medicine given by mouth for several months to prevent the clot from returning. Because a clot that has broken loose and traveled to your lungs as a pulmonary embolus can kill you, hospitalization and surgery may be necessary to remove or bypass clots blocking large veins in your pelvis and abdomen or to place a filter into the main vein in your abdomen to prevent a clot from reaching your lungs. How can you prevent clots from forming? Inactivity increases your risk of developing a blood clot, so if you must be sitting for long periods of time, get up and take a short walk every hour. If you're driving in a car or flying in an airplane, do the same. If you must stay seated, flex your ankles and carefully press your feet against the floor of a footrest at least 10 times every hour. Also, avoid wearing clothes that fit tightly around your waist because they compress your veins and slow blood flow from your legs. 
Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Yukel, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, dear listener, and I hope that you're enjoying the program. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. For your views, comments, or questions about the show, write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also drop us an email at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Let us have an item from Victory Church Choir entitled, Shuja. Ya 
Time for the Bible segment. Join me as I invite Sister Becky Arunga. Welcome, Sister. How beautiful it is to be in the presence of God. Just to behold his marvelous nature and to see his creative and redemptive power. Surely this is only possible as often as we rely and continually lean on the everlasting arms of God. I invite you, beloved, that you may join me together as we explore and move along this path just to know exactly what the Lord is speaking unto us. I appeal especially to the young people in this particular discourse as we see the letter that Paul is writing to young Timothy, exhorting him and encouraging him to forge on and continue in the things that he had learned at the feet of his mother and grandmother. I am your sister in the Lord, Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we exalt and glorify your holy name for your loving kindness and for that which you have done unto us. Indeed, if it were not for you, Lord, you would have been consumed. But your tender mercies have provided us an opportunity to study your word of truth. Now, dear Lord, I pray that throughout this session you may be with us and implant in our hearts the joy of full salvation, even as we look in joyful hope for your soon return. Abide with us and give us utmost concentration till we come to a close in Jesus' name. Amen. So, oh, my dear beloved, I invite us to the study of God's word. A day by day we are encompassed by several things, but one thing that remains of a certain is that we all need to make choices that God has given us the moral freedom to be able to make choices regarding what we really want to do with our lives. And so day by day, young or old, male or female, 
child or adult, we all must make decisions that will highly determine the stage or, the, or, or position that our life on earth is going to take. And so in this regard, I, I invite us to study one particular aspect that Paul is bringing to Timothy and encouraging him to continue in no other doctrine but the doctrine of Christ and him crucified. And so I would love us to study the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18 and see exactly what is it that Paul is writing to young Timothy. And Paul says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected, concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck. I repeat, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some, having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. Essentially, Paul is trying to bring Timothy to the fact that he ought to fight a good fight. He ought to live according to the standard given unto him, previously spoken of in prophecies. Not necessarily that there was one particular prophecy regarding Timothy, but the Bible is replete with so many prophecies and messages regarding they that decide to follow God. And if you in your life has made a choice and has decided to follow Jesus, then certain prophecies follow you. Essentially, as Peter puts it, that you are a chosen generation, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, called forth by God to show forth his praises out of darkness into marvelous light. So to mean that what Paul is writing to Timothy is writing to us in this time and age yet again, and he's saying that I that he commits to us this particular day, this particular instance, according to the prophecies previously made, that we may wage the good warfare. Beloved, we are in a state of great controversy. Whereas some in the time of crisis may ask a convenient question as to how popular is it when sought with a decision to make, some may rely on popularity. Others may rely on necessity, but God is looking for a person who would ask, is it right to venture upon this course of action? Is it right to do this which we are supposed to do? And that is what God is asked essentially of us all. And so I beseech you, beloved of God, by the mercies of God that he has willfully bestowed upon us. If there be anything that we need to do at this hour, at this juncture, in these closing hours of this world history, God desires that we do this one thing, that we may wage the good warfare. How are we able to wage the good warfare? It takes having faith and a good conscience. Faith and a good conscience. Having a good conscience means we are able to discern between good and evil. We are able to know when we have acted contrary to God's will. We are able to know when we have fallen short of the glory of God. 
It is through our conscience that God speaks to us and enables us to understand that which he requires of us day by day. And so, beloved, if there be any one thing that I may put before us, that I may desire us to learn something of utmost consideration, it would be this one. Wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered a shipwreck. I don't know how it has been in your life, but if perchance you have forsook those things that God has given unto you, now is the time for you to rise up. Now is the time for you to begin. Now is the time for you to wake up from your slumber and proceed in doing the good works of faith that God has blessed you with. How I pray, beloved of God, that while the Lord is calling on others, he may not pass you by. How I pray, my beloved, that you may take and seize this opportunity to look upon the things eternal, to meditate upon the goodness of God, to genuinely and earnestly seek him who has ensured that you live this life worthy of the higher calling of faith. And so when we fail to forge ahead and wage the warfare, what conversely happens is that we suffer a shipwreck and the devil gets an opportunity to be with us. The devil gets an opportunity to attack us and that is not something that is good. And so I beseech us all, take charge, be with God, serve him, and he will direct your path. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe, even as you purpose to do this one thing. Let us pray. Thank you, O Lord, for your loving kindness. Thank you, dear Jesus, for your promises in our lives. Now, dear Lord, I pray that you may lift your countenance upon us, teach us your word of truth, and guide us along the path of life everlasting. To this end, I pray, believing and trusting in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you very much for finding time to be with us. I pray that may the Lord bless you, keep you safe, and lift his countenance upon you. Till we meet again, goodbye. Dear listener, we have come to the end of our program. Thank you for keeping me company. For your views, comments, or questions about the show, write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Until next time, may our God be with you. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mahangi. Apatheu
mzima wa milele Nikole masi, nikole masi, haka reda kwa keuzitu Haka mwambia, nifajini, nibwana, ili nipate, ili nipate Uzima wa milele, nipate kuhishi nyaka yote Nipate kuhishi nyaka yote Nikole masi, nikole masi, haka reda kwa keuzitu Haka mwambia, nifajini, nibwana, ili nipate